Hello and welcome to the first podcast of our new podcast series. Uh, we are starting a Made for Love podcast series. So following the sermons and in the, in the coming weeks as we as a church think about uh, what it means to be made for love, we're going to try and record a load of podcasts to help us get a bit deeper into the material or to talk about questions that are thrown up um, or, or, re- or really any, anything, to do with the, anything to do with relationships, love, sex, marriage, God, the whole caboodle really. So uh, I'm privileged to be joined on the first ever episode by my fellow Tim, Tim Barton. So welcome to the podcast, Tim. Thank you, Tim. We are still waiting for a jingle, but we won't hold it against you. <laughs> Maybe that's what you can think about for your next appearance. I will spend many hours thinking about that. Great. I, I will not. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we wanted to start this podcast following up on your sermon from Sunday, Tim. So you introduced the series, and if you haven't listened to it yet, you might want to do that because we're gonna we're gonna touch into some things that Tim talked about there. Uh, but Tim, you, churches have a, a big reputation uh, for being judgmental and condemning and uh, especially around sex and relationships, yeah. you, you know, uh, telling other people how to live their lives, interfering, you know, in people's private business. So is that what we're doing? Or <laughs> uh, you know, for those who may be less familiar with us or, or have been, why are we bothering to do a series on relationships and what are we trying to do? Are, are we telling people how to live? What's going on? Yeah, it's a... If, yeah, great question, Tim, really. I think um, what I tried to do on Sunday, and I'll try and say a little bit now about that, is just to begin by sharing with people and hopefully being as open as we can that nobody who's going to be preaching in the series or on these podcasts or contributing in articles or on the panel or whatever um, claims to have a life that is all together. And I think that's really important because when you're teaching something, there is the assumption that, well, you're teaching it, so you must have it all sorted. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of uh, maybe a presumption that we can come to it with, but that's not where we, we start when we, particularly when we do, well, biblical teaching, any biblical teaching, yeah. but I would particularly say in this area. So one thing point we made on Sunday is just to say, look, you know, we are... In those of us who will be teaching, contribute in any way, in our marriages, in our parenting, in our relationships, in our expressions of love, are just as broken, just as much in a mess as anybody else. And I think that's really important. It's important for us to begin with that level of humility, really. Yeah. So we stand on a stage, unfortunately, (laughs) maybe, um, physically, but in our lives, we're not claiming to be on the stage. We're in the mess. We're in the mess. However, it's it is important still, and this is the other point that we made on Sunday that, um, that we don't just look at the mess and say, well, this is the mess, and that's where the mess is at, and therefore, who cares? Let's carry on. Yeah. One, it doesn't help anyone. Yeah. Two, it doesn't help ourselves. But most importantly, it's not honouring to God yeah. and, and and who God is. If we start looking at the mess and saying, well, this is actually good, you know, this this is good. You know, exactly. actually, this is how this maybe this is how it's meant to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and scripture doesn't allow us to do that, does it? And the revelation yeah. of God is saying actually, and this is what we're trying to do in this series. I think uh, is really to say yes, we're here in the mess. Yes, we're broken. Things are not as they should be. However, God has a design. Yeah, He yeah. has a plan and a purpose and a way that He has created mankind. Yeah, that 
maybe is quite far from our experience, but is a vision, which is what we've talked about, a vision of what he sees for relationships, for humans, and to try and faithfully, as faithfully as we can, to you know, paint that picture yeah. through sermons, through podcasts, so that all of us, including those of us who are preaching and teaching, can you know look at that can can try and be obedient to god in following yeah. that and that's the that's part of the encouragement isn't it that no matter how broken our lives are i think you said on sunday you know no matter how many divorces we've been through yeah no matter how 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 many mistakes we think we've made with our children um, in god's grace there's always an opportunity for his redemption and growth towards what he's Definitely. created us for and called us to and and if we are in some of that brokenness and mess which all of us are to some degree. That's maybe right. some feel more in yeah. that than others, and and that and maybe some are in more difficult places. It actually brings hope, doesn't it? Yeah. The hope is yes, things are tough. Yes, things are broken. But perhaps this isn't the fullness of how they um, could be, and maybe what God wants really, you know. And let's face it, relationships, sex, people are at the centre of all of our lives. Yeah. And if we don't address that. Yeah. I mean, what are we doing? Like we're, yeah. we're talking to people about God, but ignoring the major parts of our life. So I, I think that's some of the, the comeback to, oh, you churches are always talking about people's private businesses, is actually we're talking about God and God's intimately yeah. involved in and cares about these important things in our lives, really. So it's sort of impossible to follow Jesus and not talk about yeah. love and yeah. relationships, you, isn't it? Definitely. Impossible. So, so you touched on something there, mate that I'd like you to dig a bit deeper in for us if you would which is you know we're in the mess mm. but we recognize that this isn't just a random set of events we're not just the product of physical processes but but we believe that we're created mm. and that starts to change things I, I know you've got some some thoughts on that so yeah like, it's yeah it's it's something I've thought about quite a bit recently and just um, didn't have loads of time to go into this on Sunday because um, it wasn't the main centre of the message. But it is foundational to this series because if you hold the view that things are random, chaos, you know, accident, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, then trying to piece together some sort of framework for relationships is really tricky. Yeah, You're kind of going on feelings, sense, you know, what you think might be good, maybe some sort of outcome driven things I don't what's know what's working for me right now what's good for me yeah. what maybe doesn't hurt others which is always yeah. yeah really kind of hard to nail down to what does hurt other people and what doesn't so that is kind of a little bit where our culture is at isn't it it's, yeah. it's kind of ended up taking this foundation out of creation and being lost then in going well how do relationships work how yeah. do they you know, function However, when you, you know, from the Christian viewpoint, that this sense of creativeness is so central to who we are and realising that we were created um, for something with a design intentionally, purposefully and in love as well. And I just think that um, it's so central when we think about relationships to begin by thinking there is a design. Yeah. There is a creation. There is um, an order and we, we'll get into some of that and the way it works. But that's not a restrictive thing that's trying to um, ruin the party as such. Yeah. It's, it's a design that is, it's, it's the way that we're made. It's the things we were made for uh, and what we're, you know, 
what how creation gives us that foundation for relationships. Does yeah, that make it's sense? It's like um, I think of it like if you had a magnetic north. Yeah. So if you got a compass, it, you know wherever you are in the world, it it will pull yeah. in that direction. Yeah. And that's what gives us hope in the mess, isn't it? Because if there is no direction, yeah. Then whatever you try, you will still end up in the mess because there's actually nothing else. Yeah. yeah. But that sense of being created is is like the magnetic pull, that. That we, I think we all know as humans, yeah, that's the yeah, irony. Even yeah. if we deny it, if we yeah. say, no, no, there's no creator, we all sense, I think, as life isn't meant to be like this. I was made for yeah. love that is faithful. I was made for friendships that are deep. I was, ma- you know, when we have those experiences, I, I mean, if you're, you know, you're listening, and, and for us, if you think of those times where it should have gone on forever, you mm. know, those moments where mm. it was that good, we think, yeah, this is what I was made for. And and that's what pulls us, I think, to, to say experientially, we've got the Bible that tells us, but we've also got our experience that pulls us to say, no, there is a purpose beyond this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I guess that's what we want to explore through this series, isn't it? Because the clearer that becomes, the more hope there is for us to move towards it, I guess. And it's not always that clear in yeah, our day yeah, in our culture yeah. in our day with the things that we watch we touched on some of those things yeah. uh, on Sunday some of the things that influence our view perhaps we may have lost that view Yeah. and actually that mat- magnetic north we need clearer in our vision it yeah. will pull us back you know we know there's something there but maybe that needs to be a bit clearer and it can be distorted kind of yeah. I think of the person who's been abused but sometimes the only love they get is an abusive love. Yeah. Say so for them, love becomes mixed up with pain. Yeah. And so, yeah, so they, they feel pulled towards the only love they know. But it's, it's like, it's not true north, is it? It's a, it's a pull, but mm-hmm. in a... And say so that needs unpicking and, and hopefully we'll get a chance to do some of that soon. So uh, for me, this, you know, this makes sense as well of another thing that Christians are accused of sometimes and, and which if we're honest we traps we can fall into of thinking that it's all about you should mm. and again particularly with relationships you know don't do that mm. <laughs> don't have sex with this person don't do that thing with this person don't have those kind of friendships and and sometimes there's this thought that Christians it's all about what you should and you shouldn't do yeah but I came across a great quote by a, a guy called Dallas Willard a wise Christian writer who's died now, and he said that the Christian doesn't stand under the tyranny of you should, but stands under the invitation of you may. Wow. And and um, I, I guess, you know, maybe we could just pull that apart for a couple mm-hmm. of minutes because really God's invitation to us is not, you know, you have to just do this load of things for an arbitrary reason. But if we are created, if we are designed, it's, it's to say, look, you don't have to stay in the mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you, if you truly want to know perfect love and the love that I've designed you for, you may live your life this way. Yeah. The way you were designed for. Yeah. You, you know, and and have you any personal reflection from you, mate, on some of your journey with that at all, or you know, I just wonder. Yeah. We so have this to connect to people, you know, because it makes all the difference in the world, doesn't it? When you move from. The mindset of the I must to the mindset of I may. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Uh, if you imagine what we're created for, then that that invitation com- becomes um, come and, almost come and be who you are. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is very different than 
here's a list of rules, yeah. <laughs> follow these, and actually it'll feel really unnatural or whatever. And although at times it can, and we must admit, and it feels counterintuitive or, or some of the things that Jesus teaches or, or the way that relationships are talked about in the Bible, you think, hmm. But, you know, if we are created, you know, we talked on Sunday about the, the fish, the, you know, the classic example. Yeah, if you take the yeah. fish out of the water, yeah. throw it onto the land and say, be free, yeah. that the fish is not free, it's actually going to suffer and die. Um, but found within its right um, design and doing what it's created to do, it finds life, it finds freedom, it finds love, it finds, you know, all these different expressions, maybe not love for a fish, Uh, (laughs) but it finds, it becomes who it is. And I think that's the invitation, isn't it? It's almost like God is there going, look, this is how I created you. Now, but I want to help you be who you truly are and who you, you already are. And it's worth reflecting, isn't it, that sometimes people, before they become Christians, say, but I don't want to lose who I am. Mm. And so often, if you speak to them sort of six months or a year later, they say, I feel so much more who I am. Yeah. And that's the God we worship, isn't it? God that releases us into who we truly are, um, which is a beautiful gift, really. Which, I guess, if you take that right back to Garden of Eden, yeah, um, you know, you, you shouldn't shouldn't eat that shouldn't do this you can see it in that way can't you yeah uh, and and i think the enemy does come and say oh but did god really say yeah. you know it's that kind of he's temptation. trying to deny you something here. exactly yeah and and you can you know if you read that in the right context it's god saying no you know be who i've created you to be um but i must admit in my life there is that temptation actually why is god denying you that yeah, yeah. that would be really good for you that would be brilliant for you um, but the Bible teaches and we believe that actually those roads, when we turn from what God has said, actually lead away, yeah. away from love or away from who we are. And we begin to distort and the mess yeah. begins, doesn't it? You know, Which is why sort of submission and humility is right at the heart of following Jesus, isn't yeah. it? Because, you know, like you say, the, the original sin, if you like, and actually the original sin for all of us is that pride of I know best. Yeah, yeah. I know what's good for me. I know what's best, I know what I want, and and we choose our own way. Mm. And the heart of repentance and submission to Jesus is the laying down of that and saying, actually, I don't know best. Yeah. God knows best. And and even though the end result is our freedom and our, our true selves, we often have to go through the gate of the submission yeah. and the humility of the your way, not my way. And you know, so it's no surprise that the cross is the heart of the gospel, is it? It's yeah. the heart. Every point of the Christian life, every point of the Bible, we find the pattern of the cross. And that, that's been my experience. I don't know if you've experienced that. I'm sure there's yeah. moments where I don't know if you've got any examples, but you know, where you think this is going to be the best for me, and God sort of says, "No, yeah, that's definitely not the best for you." And then you know, you sort of. Maybe begrudgingly, maybe willingly, depending on which day of the week it is, you know, you sort of lay down what you think, embrace it, and then maybe the next day, the next week, the next month, or the next year, you sort of go, ah, yeah, man, you're a spot on God, you know? Yeah, Yeah, I'm happy to say, you know, I think one of the most tangible examples for me, um, and and I'll talk about relationships because that's the series we're in, you know, the most tangible example for me is when I was at university. Uh, there was a girl that I effectively got into a relationship with um, and she wasn't a Christian and I I knew from 
before it started that this was not uh, what God would have for me. And I don't think I ever sort of explicitly sat there and thought, I'm going to choose my way rather than yours. But but through my actions, yeah, that's, what you know, did. that's what I was doing, really. I was saying, you know, actually, I, you know, I enjoy spending time with this girl and, you know, I have a good time with her and that sort of thing. But that, so that lasted, uh, well, I mean, it was so messy, it's hard to draw lines, <laughs> but say that lasted nine months <laughs> or a year, you know. And and um, it's the biggest regret of my life, the biggest regret of my life. And, and, and what I didn't see then, which I see now, is the most painful part is not the hurt it caused me, but the hurt it did to her. Wow. Because, because yes, it damaged me, and yes, it gave me issues I have to work through but it more severely I, I know how much that damaged her and then you get a glimpse don't you think oh lord you know your commands are not just for my good yeah but for the good of other people as well and when I cross those you know and and in some ways I it's my biggest regret because every every day there's rarely a day where I don't think about you know I wonder what her life's like mm-hmm. and I, I hope that God you know, comes and gives her grace to cover my sin, really, you know, my mistakes. So, but I think we've probably all got some examples yeah, where, yeah. you know, we've left God's way, gone our own way, and, you know, five years later, things look quite different, don't they, often? And this is where, you know, we are God's children, and the whole the yeah. example I gave yesterday, the way that, you know, those of us who have children or have been around children, you know that they do not know what's best. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you've got to, like, magnify that by a million for us to God, you know, or maybe <laughs> a lot more than that. Yeah. And you realise, actually, you know, you know, I gave the example of Jesse brushing his teeth. Yeah. In that moment, he does not want to do it, and there's no reason in his head why that makes sense. Yeah. Because he simply cannot comprehend it. What he has to do is learn to trust me and to do what I ask and what I say, and then eventually he'll learn that for himself. And it's yeah. a similar model with us, isn't it? We, it is. There are points where we think, okay, God, and we know them. I think often we know them, don't we? On some level, <laughs> deep down, we know. We yeah. know, but it's that humility to say, okay, God, you know best. I'll submit to that. And very often in my life, definitely, months, weeks, or years later, you go, okay, God, you were right. And hopefully we don't have the regrets that you've yeah. talked about that. Or maybe we don't have as many. I'm sure yeah. we'll have some, but maybe not as many. And, and maybe before we move on, my final reflection is, in some ways, God meeting me in those places and my mistakes has been more formational than a lot of success. So this is God all over, isn't it? So when we yeah. do get it wrong, when we do rebel, when we do go our own way, yeah. there's consequences. We have to live with the consequences but sin never pushes God away. Yeah, it draws yeah. him in, doesn't it? So God comes close to me in that time. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think I knew him closer in those months than any other time in my life. But somehow his grace to me allows me to make mistakes and suffer the consequences. But, but he's there to redeem there. and restore and to call us and say, you know, look, that was a nightmare. You know it, I know it. But we don't have to stay here. Yeah. You know, there's a hope in the future. And, and it reminds me of uh, 1 John, you know, where John says, I'm writing this that you may not sin. Yeah, yeah. However, if, if you, you do, which he goes on to say, or before when you says, do. This, yeah. if you say you don't, you're actually lying. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we have an advocate, we have someone, we have yeah. Jesus standing yeah. before the Father. And maybe we could replicate that in a maybe less as effective way as he does, but to say we, 
this series is being done yeah. that we may not go into destructive relationships, we may not yeah. you know, take these paths. However, if we do, stroke, when we do, yeah. he's there and he's drawing us to himself and you know, full of grace and mercy. So just, we want to say really clearly, you know, if you are listening to this and you know you're either in the mess, have been in the mess or about to hit the mess, yeah. you know, we hope through these sermons and these podcasts to paint a vision um, not to condemn you, but to say, yeah, joy, we're in the mess, that's yeah. fine, but, but there is a hope, there is a yeah. vision, and we don't have to live in it. You know, we, we may, we may go, yeah. go to a different place. So, so that's, that's good. And, and I think, though, before we finish this podcast, it'd be good to get a bit theological, if oh, it wasn't theological it. enough. So, <laughs> so Tim... Briefly define and explain the Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> you said you were doing this bit. <laughs> so I could introduce and you then can, maybe you could, um, could make, take it a bit further. But we talked on Sunday about how um, God is love. That's from 1 John as well. And, um, and that love is not something that God has. It's not something that God does necessarily as if it is outside of him. Because God is all things, you know, he's beyond all that his very nature, his character is love, and how this is expressed, um, and we, we learn about this from God, from the relationship between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit, in perfect unity, perfect love, perfect community, that existed before the, the time began, before creation, mm-hmm. and how that, um, that expression of love then means that we can know love, because love is not something we've invented mm. or that we've come up with or that humanity does to extend the species or any of that stuff that people say. Actually, love exists outside of us and it's beyond us in many ways. But also, one John says, it's from God that he gives that love and has actually created us in love for love. But then we had a great conversation after that yeah. where you talked a little bit more about how only through a trinity can we truly know that love exists yeah and I think um you often you hear uh, if you talk about God anyway you'll often hear people saying you know that all the big religions are sort of the same um we hear that in the media day where you know that all the major faiths uh, generally have the same morals and the same sort of idea there's one God he loves everybody there'll be a judgment therefore they're all the same uh, but actually that's not true and this is one of the places I think where you see this most clearly and if we're prepared to think it through, and I'll, I'll take a couple of minutes, it needs thinking through, but if we're prepared to think it through, it's got quite profound implications for how we think about Christianity and other world faiths, really. Mm. So let's be clear that Christianity is the only religion, the only world religion that um, has anything like a trinity, which is one God, but somehow with three persons in it. All of the other religions, there's either one God with just one person yeah. or there's more than one God but and they're all totally separate. You know, say the Hindu Hinduism would have many gods, for example. Uh, Islam would only have one God. But Christianity has the one God with the three persons in it. That's always very hard to explain. <laughs> we talk about triangles, don't we, and three points of a triangle. But... Um, that the, the, the important thing is that love, love is only something that can exist with more than one person because love is a, an outwardness, a care for, um, you know, sacrificial care and consideration for something that is other than you. Mm. 
and it has to have an object uh, if you like yeah you, you know you, i cannot sit in a room and love i have to love something or someone so for god to be love he has to have an object of that love now the christian claim is god is love and has forever been love because he's always had other the other sort of persons of the Godhead, if you like, to share that love with. Mm. There's always been an object of love. But if there is no Trinity, if there's just one God, then he has not always been love because there's nothing for him to love until he chooses to create. Mm. And you may think that's a sort of philosophical distinction, but it's actually really important because, you know, we claim that God is if you're going to define God, one of the one of the foundational definitions is love. Mm. I don't think you can make that claim if you are a Muslim mm. or if you are, you know, any of the other sort of monotheistic faiths or, or a Buddhist, you know, with a Brahmin and, a, and they're all sort of being enveloped into God. Because there there was a time where there was just one thing and, and that one thing can't love and and again, in, well, if you've got many gods, then then you haven't got the perfection of the one god. You know, there's always sort of slightly greater, slightly less hierarchies of gods. Yeah. You know, some are good, some are a bit less good, and and so you you've got no guarantee. You know, you've got no guarantee of perfect love. But we claim perfect love has always existed, and so where I'd want to ground this for our lives, if you don't mind, is is to say, you know, this is the foundation of our hope. Yeah. Is that, you know, God's love is not dependent on us being a good enough creation for him. It's not dependent on, you know, me being able to make myself acceptable in order for to somehow connect with God's love. God's love has always been yeah. there, will always be there, and if I didn't exist, would be there nonetheless. And he extends it to me as a gift. So you know my dark moments when I feel the most unlovable person ever I take solace in the fact that God's love is eternal and never-ending can never be lost mm. and so if he chooses to extend that to me that's a firm foundation yeah, for yeah. me you know and an important difference between the faith so, you know those of you who are listening I, I know some of you will be um, dealing with questions about Islam and Christianity and Buddhism and Christianity and uh, I just think this is worth thinking about as a key difference, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, how do we really know what love is unless there's a God to define it? But how can a God really be love unless he, he's always been more than one, you know? Does it's that make any sense? <laughs> Does, it makes a lot of sense. It's interesting <laughs> that, um, you know, I'm just thinking around need as well, you know, the fact that God doesn't need us. Yeah. I talked a little bit about that in a sermon recently, haven't you, Tim? You know, that sometimes... Because when you need someone, then you're looking to take something from them, aren't you? At its worst end. Yeah. But actually, God doesn't need us, and yet can love us and does love us. Yeah. Because yeah. of this, whereas you know, if if it wasn't a Trinity, actually, if he was going to be love, he would need something to yeah. love. Yeah. Um, and only through a Trinity can you really be free, which is freeing, isn't it? That God yeah. doesn't need anything from me. Yeah. Yeah. And yet lavishes and pours out love upon me. Uh, on us um, which takes us back to the you should and that's why there's no yeah. you should because God doesn't need me to behave yeah. Yeah. but he's he welcomes the, us he welcomes to us come to and be who we he creates us to be yeah yeah that's right 
So I think I had one more thought on that, but it's just slipped my mind. Maybe that's maybe that's providential as a good point to finish. There's always next podcast. Plenty of time, Tim, don't worry. We've got a whole autumn. We've got a whole autumn. So I think we're done, aren't we, yeah, mate? Thanks for listening yeah. for those of you who have downloaded this or um, who have watched this on, on Facebook Live. We hope that helps to sort of flesh out the sermons and get you thinking. And as ever, we, we just want to continue the conversation. So write in on Facebook, text in, grab us on a Sunday. If we can make these podcasts scratch where you're rich in, that would be great. So... Um, Hope you've enjoyed it and get in touch. God bless.